2: And welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, MMA Fightings Matchmaking Podcast, as we try to figure out what could be next for some of the notable names coming out of UFC Vegas 16 this past Saturday night at the Apex. And the night was capped off by Marvin Vittori, picking up a massive win over Jack Hermanson in the main event. First off, I am Mike Heck and joining me as always in this venture is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and... Most importantly, the prince of positivity himself, Mister Alex Cayley. How are you, buddy? Mike Heck, my best friend. Uh, coming off of a I'm feeling great,
3: coming off of an eight fight, eight hour card. That was some. <laughs> super. You know what's weird though is is I, I I don't. I mean, the pacing was obviously bad. Maybe I'm just getting used to it. Um, but it's it feels like they the they, there was you know there's a lot of uh, uh, V Foundation stuff. Of course, uh, the Gene V Foundation, a great cause, and some great a lot of great stories there. Um, so it's weird. I almost didn't have a problem with the pacing, even though, yes, it sounds crazy that we had an eight uh, – sorry, eight-fight show that went about what? Less than a little under five six hours. hours? About five and a half, right? Which is normal, which is normal. So so I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting used to it. Um, but I did not think the pacing was egregiously
2: bad. I agree. I, I thought it was pretty good. I don't good. know why. Yeah. I wish – I just wish they started the card at seven and just did yeah. like one card. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
3: This'll, you know what? We're not in the TV business, so we don't know what what that what they, they got to do to feed the bulldog. Uh, got to answer advertisers and all that. So uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, yeah. Whoever, if, if, if there's some way they can start these earlier, it'd be nice. It'd be real nice.
2: I agree. It was uh, not to be not to be pessimistic or a negative Nancy, no, but just throwing uh, that out never. there.
3: It's all never. good. Someone on Twitter called us cynical. I like, saw oh, that. First- I was, like, how, I was like, how
2: dare you! Well, first of all,
3: I don't remember us saying anything cynical. I probably so we we usually say at the media shows that it is it that we have a lot of cards to cover every week, but I think like the rest of the show that might have been like a five minute uh, opening five minutes. The rest of the show, I feel like we complimented everyone. <laughs> we complimented fighters. We complimented referees. We complimented the broadcast team. I don't. I shouldn't care what these. I shouldn't let these random Twitter comments get to me. But I've never been called cynical before. That was shocking
2: yeah i saw that one myself i was like what show was this person watching because even if we like even if we come off and say things like that we're like mostly joking like we're not we're not sitting there just cutting promos on how poorly the card was shaped up and stuff like that in fact i think we're very complimentary of how the card played out
3: yeah given given how uh, given what they had to work with uh i think we're pretty nice uh and 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 we're critical sure we're critical critical i've been called critical many times overly critical sure even but uh cynical no critical i mean that just shows i think that we care about the product a lot um but again random twitter user a finger of shame to you but we do not agree with your with your assertion sir
2: yes it is it is the holiday season after all let's have uh yes let's have some freshness some positivity out there and uh Get the let's get to business. Let's get to business I- indeed. Let's discuss the man of the hour, the Italian dream. Mr. Marvin Vittori took this fight on a week's notice. He was preparing to fight Jacare Souza this Saturday at UFC 256. So he was getting ready for a fight already, but still took a big risk, big opportunity, shuffled things up. And by doing so, he picked up the biggest win of his career against Jacare Manson. So 2021 is looking very bright for Marvin Vittori, a.k.a. calls out Paulo Costa. What do you think should be next for Marvin Vittori? I think his 2020 was pretty
3: bright. He had about as bright a 2020 as you can have uh, with only two fights because the Roberson, uh, the little Roberson kind of mini feud, that had some heat behind it, you know, with with, uh, Roberson... you know, having the issues that that bumped him out of the first fight, then they get that hotel altercation. Then Roberson misses weight badly uh, for the rebooking, and and uh, Vittori beats him uh, by first round submission. So even there, there was like a nice little storyline. It's a shame because of course he couldn't he couldn't fight more. Um, then he gets he gets this big win over her man. I think his initial call out uh, was spot on. You know, he he kind of walked it back at the uh, post fight press conference uh, in favor of some some uh, uh, Israel Adesanya talk, which again we know we know that that's he's always going to talk about, and which we're fine. But the initial call-out he made in the on the actual broadcast of Paulo Costa, that's the right one. That's the way to go. Good stylistic matchup. A uh, guy who's in, the, who's in the top three of their rankings right now. I think a lot of people want to see these two uh, face off. Let's let's not overthink this UFC. I know Costa's making a lot of demands. Of course, he wants the instant rematch. That's just not going to happen. So uh, let's send him that contract for uh, Vittorio and see, see what he says.
2: I liked the call-out. I thought it was a good call-out. He did walk it back, and he did like exactly what you suggested he did, he should do on the post fight show, like just call it Adesanya at every opportunity, and he that's yeah. what he did. He must have been watching before he went up to the podium, and he goes, <laughs> you know what? That Alex Kaylee, that cynical AK, he was oh. he was spot on. I'm gonna I'm just Darn gonna back it. it off. F Paulo Costa, I want Israel Adesanya. But seeing how this ended last night, and just kind of seeing the attention Martin Vittoria has been getting, middleweight has gotten. Pretty darn interesting, hasn't it? Like Israel Adesanya is a star in the May is are is, is almost at the head table for superstardom right now. But the whole division has gotten really interesting heading into 2021. You have Vittori, you have Kevin Holland, who has the chance to go five and zero this year if he beats Jacare this Saturday. Vittori's going to end the year top five, top seven or eight guy at worst. Once the ranking comes out, Holland might be able to get into the top fifteen on Saturday. I'm very tempted to match those guys up if Holland wins on Saturday because of the heat and the rivalry. And Holly, Holland, in every interview, likes to take shots at Marvin Vittori. And I think people would like to see that one. But you know what? I I don't think the Costa one's going to happen. So I'm going to go like right in the middle of those two, okay? I'm going to go with the winner of Chris Weidman versus Uriah Hall. Especially if Chris oh. Weidman wins. I think that could be the biggest... Possibility name value-wise that I think he can get right now. I just don't think he's going to get the cost of fight right now. Because I think everybody in this division wants that fight. I just don't know if Vittori gets it right now. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't know. So I think if Chris Weidman beats Uriah Hall, I think it's a no-brainer. And if Uriah Hall beats Chris Weidman, I don't mind that matchup either. So, I mean... Yeah, I just don't know if he gets the cost of fight. I don't know. I'll go, I'll go with that one. I love it, Mike. I love it. Actually, I do think at your final inclusion
3: it was very strong. That's uh, UFC 258, February 13th. So, so that my only sticking point would be it is a little bit far in the future. Uh, between now and then, I, I imagine Vitari will be hunting for a booking. But maybe you're right. Maybe if they kind of promised him the winner of that fight. He has mentioned wanting to fight Chris Weidman before. Like I said, he's the kind of guy, He he's planted a lot of seeds for potential feuds. So I think if the Weidman matchup came up, I think he'd still be interested it's, it's probably not number one on his list anymore but i do think he recognizes the name value of weidman former ufc champion and, and would jump at that if if uh, weidman were to beat uriah hall again so uh it's a little bit too far in the future which is probably why i didn't go with that i do like that uh but holland jacqueray of course i will say you know i've said before i think holland's name should be banned from the show because we this guy will fight at any time and thus make it essentially impossible for us to pick his matchmaking if he beats jacqueray uh next week, there's a good chance he'll say, I wanna fight Marvin Vittori, and I wanna fight on December nineteenth. Let's close out the year with one more fight. I wanna go six uh six and six and 0. Where do you go? Yeah. Is he going Holy cow. So Holland should be banned because he will definitely <laughs> there's definitely a good chance that he wins. Says Marvin Vittori, seven days from now, let's go. You're not yeah, you look pretty cut up, but you'll be fine. Those those will heal fast. Uh let's make it happen. So <laughs> I I like to see that matchup happen, but gosh, I, I I'm scared of what Holland. We'll do if it, it's even a possibility,
2: he even called out Hamzat Shamiyev. He said, "I'm going to fight. I'm, I'm going to go alligator, hunt, alligator hunting on December 12th. I'm going to take Jacare out, and then I want to fight Hamzat Shamiyev on December 19th. The oh guy is gosh. an animal. He's banned from the show. I agree, but uh, <laughs> I have other ideas. Because as far as Jacker Manson goes, this is where I'll insert Kevin Holland if he beats Jacare. Rebook that oh. fight if Holland doesn't win." And maybe you do the loser of Weidman versus Hall. I know Edmund Shabazian has been a very popular answer. I'm just not that interested in that fight until Shabazian gets back in there and and gets another win. I don't know. Do you have any a, it, any quick thoughts on Hermanson?
3: It's either with oh. Shabazian, Hall, I'm sorry, or Shabazian, Her,
2: Hermanson, Hermanson.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I, yes, I've seen that floating around as well. Uh, I'll save it for later. Uh, the the Hermanson stuff for later. There were some there were some reader suggestions, which uh, which I like think are worth shining a light on. So yeah, for myself, I. Uh, I, 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 Yeah, for me, I think Khabib is the first name that jump out as well. But uh, I'll leave this one to the readers this week.
2: Fair enough. co made event, we saw Jamal Hill get a massive win in his own right against Ovin St. Preux, puts him away in the second round and proves to eight and zero. But let's be clear, he should be nine and zero, three and zero in the UFC with two finishes. The devil's lettuce, as you said on the post-fight show, it's just ridiculous. Sad, but the man is Sad. on the rise. A.K. He is on the rise. What do you like next for him?
3: This one is a little bit tricky because uh, OSP, uh, you know, I think we always say he's sort of in that gatekeeper role. Uh, and, and maybe for me, maybe I'm having a, tr- a little bit of trouble of letting go of him as a top 10 contender. Maybe uh, Ovin St. Pru is not a top 10 contender anymore. He certainly had some struggles recently. I, I still view him that way. But big win for Jamal Hill. Uh, and again, that, that may have may have proven me wrong. May, maybe um, maybe OSP's best days are behind him. Uh, so I think I settled on. This is not, this isn't the sexiest pick, but the Misha Serkinov Ryan Spann winner. Uh, that fight needs to be rebooked. It, it, it has been postponed. We don't know when it's actually going to happen, but I imagine uh, theoretically not too far. It could happen in January, maybe. So um, I'll go. I'll go with that. I, I like that for the winner. My other option. This would be. <sighs> Following kind of the Dominic Reyes blueprint a bit, we've we've talked about some of the comparisons Hill's gotten. Now he has that win over OSP, which is also what Reyes did to kind of start establishing himself as a contender. Following that, maybe he gets Volca and Uzdemir. That's my pick. Tough, Matt. Really? Go ahead, elaborate. I wasn't as high on it, so yeah, I'd love to hear you elaborate on
2: it. First off, and I mentioned this in the post-fight show, because there's a lot of love for Jamal Hill versus Anthony Smith. And if they book that fight, I'm cool with it. And I said, I'm going to pick somebody like right around there. Let's throw him in there with, with Ozdemir and see what he can do. Like, Ozdemir just got knocked out pretty viciously by Yuri Prohashka. He wants to bounce back. I think he was supposed to fight Alexander Rakic, but then that f- Rakic went on to other things. So, Volkan needs an opponent. He's ready to fight. He called out Tiago Santos after the loss to Glover Teixeira. The man wants to fight. Let's see what he does against a rising contender looking to make a further name for himself in Jamal Hill. I say, especially at a division like 205. Let's see what Jamal Hill can do, man. Let's throw him in there and just see what happens.
3: Uzdemir is such a good test for uh, a lot of these uh, these light heavyweights coming up. He's just he's really tough. He's really smart and well rounded. Um, you, you have to be on top of your game, I think, to get by a guy like him. Like, if Hill if Hill lost to him, there's no shame in that. You know, there's no, it's not like, oh, Hill's not a prospect because he lost to Volkan Uzdemir. It just kind of tells us, okay, this is a, gives us a little bit of a better gauge uh, of where Hill is as, as a potential future contender. So there'd be no shame in it. It's, it's definitely, a, I think, a high, high, uh, Medium risk, high reward fight for Hill, uh, and a chance for uzdemir again to kind of reestablish himself and remind people, "Hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm still a potentially a top five guy, um especially if I beat a guy like Hill."
2: Some interesting options. I mean, two five. Just, just you know, I feel like this has been a year where it's gotten a little bit of a a little bit of a boost. Jamal Hill makes it even better, and if he goes on and beats a guy like Volcano, 205 gets a, gets a little bit more of a push but let us move to uh, Gabriel Benitez an impressive finish of Justin Janes that step in knee right to the chest just led to the beginning of the end he looked great got an extra 50 G's for his efforts I'm ready to give him another fun fight a step up but nothing too too crazy and I just I, I got the whiff of bonus money AK so much bonus money Benitez versus the Death Star, comma worthy, AK. That is the fight to make. Oh,
3: it's good. It's good. I know <laughs> it's. There, there's a lot of names in Benitez's range. Uh, he's he's kind of uh, he's. I mean, he's a real veteran now, right? So he's kind of in that range where do you want to match him up? Like I said, newer guys who you know are gonna be exciting matchups. Do you want to match him up with veterans? Uh, so I was all over the place on this one. I kind of went in between. I went with a guy who is new to the UFC. But uh, it certainly has a lot of experience. Is coming off a loss, Matheus Gamrot. Ooh, Matthews Gamrot. Yeah, I think I think Gamrot. Uh, you know, he looked he looked okay in his first fight. I mean, it was it, he lost, but it was it was a good fight. Um, I think I I, I want to see how. I want to see how good he is, though. Um, again, I think anyone who follows career knows he, he is a good fighter. But, you know, there is always that barrier. You make it to the UFC, and people start to question you. So uh, Benitez is the, is the kind of veteran UFC guy who is uh, certainly competitive, looked great on Saturday night, You know, one, one of the best performances, really, he's ever put on, uh, and, and a huge one for him because it was his first win at 155 pounds, so kind of new life for him. Uh, and I think giving him a, a former uh, KSW champion in Gamrot would be, would be a bit of a reward and, again, also kind of let us know where both guys are um, uh, and, and how how much how much they can separate themselves from sort of from sort of the middle of the of the lightweight pack right
2: now. That is an interesting selection. Hmm, interesting. I like yeah, it. There's,
3: there's a lot, there are a lot of options, but I think Yamrod's the one that that jumped out to me.
2: Let's head back to 205 AK as we saw Roman Delizze get in air quotes split decision a split decision when Chris Lee strikes again over John Allen. He remains undefeated, goes the distance for the first time in his career. Like we talked about with Jamal Hill, there's a lot of fun options at 205 for a guy like Roman Delize. Where does the uh, proverbial dart land for you? Uh, by the way,
3: MMADecisions.com, I think there was 18 or eighteen to 20, some of that uh, media members pulled. Not one uh, <laughs> scored it for Allen. So Chris Lee, well done. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, I think this is pretty obvious. I'm going to go with, actually there's two I liked. Should I change it now? Uh, should I change it now the at last, the last second? Live show, just change it. No, I'll stick with the uh, ankaliev I think Magomed Ankeliev a one A lot of people saw people. I think some people might want to see ankaliev get a top fifteen guy. So that's probably probably the one one reason why um, this couldn't happen. But Delitsa has looked really good, and uh, more so, it looks really fun to watch. Uh, he talks. You know, he was like in the middle of the fight last night. <laughs> he was like, "You want you want me to submit him in round one?" And then just immediately dives down for a heel hook, which is. Really not something I would recommend to most fighters to say To say you're going to do something and then just try and do it, uh, especially against a, a quality opponent, John Allen, who's who's better than his record looks. Um, but he did it. Uh, he likes to throw spinning stuff. He likes – he's comfortable on the ground. He's comfortable striking. Uh, I feel like we don't talk about him enough. I mean obviously Hill's performance kind of overshadowed him as far as the, the unbeaten um, uh, light heavyweights go. Oh, Hill's not unbeaten, is he? Oh, he is. They both are. OK. So uh, I – yeah, I'll just go with Ankalaev. This should be I'll, be go for, I'll tell you my second pick was that maybe I should have gone with.
2: At first, and I said this Saturday night after the card, I thought OSP made a lot of sense. And it still does. But kind of thinking about it further, I still want to give him a guy who's had some moments in the octagon, a guy with a decent name, a guy who headlined a card recently. What about Devin Clark, AK? I think Dalize versus Devin Clark makes a lot of sense. And if Dalize wins, then we can really start looking at the top 20, latter end of the top 15. I just, with a guy like Dalize, because he's exciting and he's really good, and I know this sounds different because Jamal Hill, I'm just ready to throw him to the Wolves, but, you know, he's got a signature win. Dalize doesn't have that yet, but he's somebody that I think could be a very interesting player at 205. So I'm more. I, I would rather not rush to Leeds as much as I would rush Hill if that makes any sense. Although this is still yeah. a good
3: step up. Yeah, I'm surprised to see Devin Clark I'm just looking at this now, eleven fights in the UFC. Is that right? Yeah, something That's like something. that. Was he competing at two weight
2: classes? I don't he, he wasn't a middleweight before? I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong. My memory with this stuff is brutal. has he really fought? In the, man,
3: he's was thrown because he's hasn't been fighting for that long. He really was thrown to the wolves here. Dang, seven. Yeah, okay, seven years in his career. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a lot of UFC fights under his belt. Well, anyway, good for him. Um, yeah, no, I think that's that's a reasonable challenge for Delete Save for sure. Uh, it, it wasn't a name that came. Out. I went with when you. I thought you were loading up for the one that the my other option, which was
2: Khalil Roundtree. Interesting.
3: Yeah, kind of guy who's unpredictable, who's flirting with retirement. Uh, so maybe he's hoping that he'd be hoping to get a bigger name than Deleite. But Delitze is quickly making a name for himself, um and I think actually that'd be a really nice feather in Roundtree's cap if he had a win over Deleite again. Uh, you know, knock off an undefeated guy. So uh, I should have said that instead of Ankelia. I think that'd be a fun one. But it's it's a little bit hard to match up for Roundtree because again, I, said, I don't know what his intentions are um, with sort of the last few fights. And I know he just he actually did sign a new contract, kind of walk back some retirement talk. But now that it's out there, I do wonder if he is, you know, um, uh, one or two losses away from from just saying, you know what, I'm I'm done. Uh, so hard to match me for him. But so I, so Ankalaev or Roundtree, I think would be my picks.
2: Yeah, I think they were trying to. I, I know reports came out that Khalil Roundtree is going to fight Greg Hardy at some point this year, and he went on this like Instagram post where he just kind of poo pooed oh. all over the MMA media because that yes. report came out. Yes, we didn't report that. No, day. we did not. Uh-huh. We would not. We would never do such a thing. Of course not. Uh, back to 155. Main card opens up with Jordan Levitt, the Monkey King, in a 22 second octagon debut, first knockout of his career via a vicious slam, knocks Matt Wyman out cold. And this guy just gets it. A.K. He is who he is. He's a very unique individual. Ton of potential, and he's only going to get better. If I was going to buy stock in Anybody at 155, I'd buy some Jordan Levitt stock, and I'd probably load up on it. But there's, and the reason why is there's just absolutely no need to rush him whatsoever. You don't have to really do much. I saw some people suggest Jamie Malarkey, and I'm not opposed to that. You know what? I mean, I I, I'm kind of struggling with this one because we have this conundrum, like with all these fight night cards, especially with fights dropping out and such. That You could just throw them in there with like anybody in the same range, and it makes sense. But I kind of like this one now that I think about it. I know they're managed by the same manager, but I think it's a fun, sensical matchup between two guys who made big impacts in their promotional debuts this year. I know Jordan wants to wait until his wife gives birth to their first child in February before he fights again, and this would line up nicely because the opponent I have in mind is under a weed suspension until t- early 2021. Let's do Jordan Levitt versus Kevin Crewmake, AK. Uh, I'd be very interested to see how that would play out. Excellent. Excellent choice. Definitely on my list. Uh, is he,
3: when we say early, like we really mean like January, right? Cause it was yeah, September, like, September and he got like a four and a half month suspension. You got a weird one, right? Like reduced. Yeah, so I feel like like end of December. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but yes, yes, if you're alright, 2021, he'll be ready. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll we'll probably be willing to wait a couple months you year right for for a good matchup. Like Levitt definitely on my list. Like I said, so many people in his range. I was like Claudio Puyas, uh, Joe Selecki, just a lot. Again, it's so early. It's so early to say. Again, these are guys. Uh, we talk about this all the time. The Levitt. No, oh, he wasn't. He wasn't supposed to be on the main card. This was bumped up to the opener after we had all those uh, unfortunate, you know, withdrawals um, or cancellations. I should say so i just threw another name out there uh guram Kutatlatse. i say guram kutatlazi that's my topic why i don't know they're oh both one, boy <laughs> well they're both one one and oh in the ufc i i went with the algorithm all right i punched i punched the numbers into my my mystery rankings this is what i came up with two guys on uh winning well i mean Levitt undefeated Kutatlatse on a nine fight win streak one to know in the ufc I'm just think it'd be a cool matchup. Let's go for it. I, I'm thinking Fight Island here, so uh, maybe uh, maybe Jordan Lovett gets a trip.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I thought I thought Jordan, I, I thought uh, Joe Selecki was a bridge too far. Oh, I definitely think Guram Kutateladze is a bridge too far at this you're, point. You're so high on him. I'm just trying to. I am, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I I'm trying to
3: impress Mike. I'm like Mike. It's this guy's a big deal. I got to aim a bit higher.
2: I just no. I, I I'm buying stock because he deserves the uh quintessential slow roll like he's he i mean he's he's a guy that's gonna grow basically grow up in the ufc at this point like what's he seven and oh eight zero. still super young still green in a lot of ways but he's getting better i definitely don't want to see him anywhere near like the top 30 right now frank camacho it is that that works (laughs) that works that works for me uh lastly before we head to my favorite segment the wild card round Let's match make for The Last Samurai, Luis Smolka. Picked up his eighth straight finish in fights. He has won, so not his eighth straight win, but in his last eight victories, he finished all of those. And he has set himself, AK, and I thought this was a very honest assep- assessment last, uh, on Saturday night. He's essentially the definition of inconsistency. Got a great finish of Jose Quinones in the second round of the feature prelim. What do you think makes sense for Luis Smolka coming out of Saturday night?
3: If you took like the four best highlights of Luis Smoker's career and showed them to people, they would just be like, "Oh, this guy's a friggin' world title contender, right? Like, this guy looks amazing. He's he finishes people. He's he's creating the ground. He's got good stand up." And if you took the four like worst fights of his career, you'd have people like, "This, why is this guy in the UFC. He's such an int- he's always been such an intriguing guy. Uh, I, li- I like I like Luis Smoker a lot. And, you know, I mentioned this as a possibility a while ago, uh, and I'm sticking to it. I, I still think he's the guy." Uh, to welcome back Sean O'Malley after after O'Malley's uh, loss to Chido Vera, I, I mentioned this before when when uh, when we match we match made for O'Malley following that loss, of course, with the sort of the weird injury, um, and then uh, Vera finishing him. And I still think it's a good choice. I think Smoka deserves that fight. I think he's a veteran. I think he's a good matchup. Similar in a lot of ways, Chido Vera. If I'm being honest with you, skill wise. Um, and I think uh, it's a fight that O'Malley should welcome. I know, I know I'm know, i sure he'd like to maybe face someone who's with a little bit of a hotter name, but Smoke is a veteran. and uh, You could do a lot worse than that. So I'm going to go O'Malley-Smoke. I'm sticking to it. Interesting.
2: I just... Smoke is just so scary right now. Like, there's just not a lot of faith in him that he could step on the scale and make it. Mm. Like, he looked fine. He got 134.5. He seemed like a different guy, but... It's like a tale of two people, like you said, because he has the ability to be a top 15 guy. His worst enemy is himself. He's just got to keep his head on straight and just kind of like give himself to the sport because he's so talented. He's so skillful and he's just been his own worst enemy in this fight game. I I really I do want to see where he's at and I'm looking in a similar place in the rankings, in my opinion, And I'm willing to test that against a prospect in this division who is looking to get back on track, much like Sean O'Malley. 135 is just so loaded. We've talked about this a lot. You can sort of mix and match anybody here. But I want to see how he fares not against a prospect, but the prospect. Smolka versus Nathaniel Wood in 2021, AK. I think it's similar to O'Malley. I just think, I mean, O'Malley is... I mean that's that that's a money fight right now. I just don't know if you you can have enough faith in Smoke at this point to put him in that situation, make sure he makes weight and then make sure he's at like his highest level of preparation. You know what I mean? It just kinda I don't know. I like I mean if they booked Smoke O'Malley, I'm watching. It's interesting.
3: Yeah, I mean, talk about another guy who. You're right. He's he's the they call him the talent because uh, we know how good Nathaniel Wood is. I, I he's but he's the kind of guy I could see him having a Smolka esque career. Not because I'm aware of I don't know of any uh, focus issues necessarily, but I think we've already seen some consistency issues in in the cage. Um, but obviously, he's a great fighter. So yeah, that would be interesting. Almost like. Here, here's your future. Here's your future, uh, uh, Nathaniel, with Louis Smoka, which uh, for better or for worse, again, is, is what could happen if if you don't, you know, if you don't find a way to kind of start really stringing, getting it together, and really stringing these wins together. So, yeah, I, I, I like that too. No, I got I got no issue with that. Um, but uh, Louis Smoka, by the way, he's only 29 years old. It's crazy, right? He doesn't turn 30 for a while, not till next summer. So, he's got a lot, he's already had so much experience. He's been through a lot in his 29 years, um, and both in the cage and, and personally. So, uh, yeah, really, you're right, really difficult guy to
0: gauge. I, li- I like the wood matchup. Yeah, no, I'm definitely into that. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: And now we head to the wild card round, AK, where we will each choose a fighter that we have not match made for yet, and we will do so right now. And only eight fights. We've already talked about, what, s- six of them already? <laughs> so the pickets are kind of slim here. Who is your wild card selection from UFC Vegas 16?
3: You know, I could not leave out Ilya Tupuria. Um There, there's. I was thinking of, of finding some uh, a fight for one of the you know one of the uh, fighters who didn't win uh, on Saturday because you know that's not something that's not something we always do. It's good use of the wild card spot. Um, I was trying to figure out what to do with Matt Wyman, uh, though I realized Matt Wyman probably just needs to have a talk with his family and friends and kind of figure out what's next uh, in his life. Um, so we don't know. I don't, don't even know if he'll fight again. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, and uh, Jake Collier, I'll, I'll say uh, I would like to see him drop all the way down to uh, welterweight and uh, become the first fighter to win fights in four weight classes uh, because he did, <laughs> heavyweight, he's done heavyweight, <laughs> light heavyweight, middleweight. You know, I think he could cut uh, what seventy or eighty pounds and and go for that record, Jake Collier. So I think let's let's take a serious look at that. He's a, he's a real he's a natural heavyweight. I really think the welterweight's his future. Um, but no, I, I'll, I'll go to Puria and I'll say. I struggled with this one a little bit because the quality of his wins is so high so far. Uh, Zalal and now Damon Jackson, um, that it's it's kind of weird. It puts him in a weird place. I have him in the top five, so the upper half of my rankings, which some people might think is low. But when you consider that there's about 90 featherweights, to be in the top half after just two fights is really, really, really impressive. So I, I am high on him as a prospect, absolutely. Uh, so I settled on... Ricardo Hamos. I think that's a good matchup style wise. I think Ricardo's a talented guy who's coming off a loss. Uh, and then the other option since he is coming off, off a loss is maybe uh maybe Tapuria gets the instead the Laurent Murphy uh Douglas Silva de Andraj winner, which is happening in January twentieth. Uh Murphy, of course, beat Ramos. H- Hamos. So uh if he maybe either way maybe even if murphy loses you give him to Tepur- poria but uh, yeah i am not i'm not pushing to up that quickly i know you of course uh, have had a choice for him which i think a lot of people were into but i'm uh, you know I me mean? i'm i'm pumping those brakes i'm pumping those brakes i'm always pumping those brakes
2: i could just cheat and go with that pick that you mentioned and go to versus andre feely right. and i stand with both feet dug in on that choice i think it's absolutely perfect I think that's the way to go. I don't honestly. I don't think there's any other option that makes sense unless you throw him right into the top fifteen because he's that good. But I gotta tell you, AK, I am all in on Jay Collier opening up cards every single time he fights, and I hope he does it again soon because that fight with John Volante was so fun. I loved it. I I could watch a fight like that open up every single one of these cards until the end of time. So let's do it again. Let's match him up against a guy who had a bit of a hot start to his UFC run. He slipped in his last couple of fights. But, uh, you know, let's give him another shot in there and see what happens. How about a card headlined by whoever, but it's opened up by Jake Collier versus Jorgen DeCastro, Alex Kaley. Oh, that's a fun one. It is fun. I mean, okay. why, why not? I mean, let's just let's just... That's a perfect way to to jerk the old curtain, so to speak. That's that's how you do it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, no, we want look as uh, as Shanchi and so eloquently put it on Twitter. uh, This is that that was uh, that opener was uh, was just man meat slapping, you know, and uh, and you love it. It was it was a really uh, honestly for for heavyweights. I mean, you could tell it's two guys who are uh, not natural heavyweights who are just not cutting weight and thus are not have no stress over weight cut are are fat and happy going in there. Uh, and have a lot of energy because it was a high, it was a high-paced fight till till the very end. I mean, till the third round, those guys were were throwing just in the pocket, just throwing, and it was really fun to see. So, uh, yeah, hey, more fun matches for Jake Collier. Yes, uh, Jorgen De Castro, sign me up. That sounds good. Uh, by the way, and I guess this might be a good segue, uh, and, unless you have more to say about that matchup, Mike. No, I'm good. Uh, your 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 Topuria Feely devotion could make for an epic. Check the tapes if that if that. <laughs> fight doesn't, I, no other reasonable matchup. That sounds crazy to me. In feather, there's so many options at featherweight, but you have you are on the record as saying that you are you're standing your ground and 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 saying that that is the fight that must happen. So if that fight happens, I this is I don't need to make a note. I will remember this. That will be an epic epic. Check the tapes. Um, so uh, but to move on to this week's check the tapes, Mike. Uh, not too much to talk about. No, not not. Uh, I did. I, I don't know how you felt with this one. Uh, Benil Dariush, uh, Diego Fajeda. I know it was discussed. I was big on it. I think, I think I'm think. i pretty sure you were as well.
2: I think I was into it. I don't know if that was my first choice, but I was into right. it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's just, it was a very logical matchup. That's February 6th. So there's one we got right. I'm going to use the rest of this Check the tapes time, Mike, to pick uh, a few matchups that we did not see coming. And uh, could, I don't see how we could have. Uh, one of the fights booked this week. Anthony Pettis versus Alex Morano, December nineteenth. Mike,
2: where did this come from? Where did this matchup come from? This was Anthony Pettis just saying, you know what? I'm ready to fight. And maybe maybe he looked into the future. Maybe he had a little crystal ball and he said, You know what? After this December 5th card, Dana White's gonna get up on the podium. He's gonna say, We're gonna cut sixty fighters from the roster. Oh. I gotta get I gotta get my my uh my former champion took us into the octagon and fight somebody, and Alex Morano was uh ready to be his Huckleberry.
3: I had not even thought about that, uh because he Anthony Pettis is a is a, a big ticket item for the UFC. Let's put it that way. He's definitely making uh well over six figures. Uh, probably yeah, I would imagine per fights, um, and and well deserved and well deserved. So yeah, I didn't even think about that. This could be a matchup of necessity. But we we've matched up Anthony Pettis I think several times on the show, either for himself coming off a win or other fighters uh, who would make sense for him. Alex Morano never came up. Love so, the fight uh, though.
2: I really like the matchup. I do. You know,
3: I I do like it now. I do like it now that 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 we're, we're we've we've talked about it more. But yeah, I did not see that one coming. Uh, and a couple more, a couple more veteran versus uh, uh, sort of uh, lesser
2: lower ranked. Uh, Sabina Mazo, Alexis Davis. Did not see that one coming. Especially with Mazo doing so well at 125. She's right. bumping up to 35 for this one. I, I mean, I like the matchup. It was just kind of surprising. That's a 35? That's a 35. First first fight at 35 for Mazo. I I don't like this for her at all.
3: It is a name. <laughs> it is a name. It's a former uh, UFC title contender. Uh, I, I don't know how to feel about this one. But I also think it's a very tough matchup. I, I know Alexis Davis isn't always viewed as like the, the – the, I don't know, but as just another also-ran, I guess because she lost to Rousey. She's super tough. I don't know if I like this one for Mazo. Um, and another strange one – not as strange, but a one we definitely didn't see coming. Uh, Joseph Benavidez, Askarov. I, that,
2: that is great matchmaking right there.
3: Yes. I'll, I'll give them credit. I almost wish we'd predicted it, but I think we thought um, – we had a lot of choices for Askarov. I don't know if it was ever uh, –
2: yeah, I don't know. I I thought, like, I mean, I thought Manel Cape was kind of the obvious one. And I believe that was, like, the initial plan for um, UFC 255, was to book those two guys. For some reason, it didn't happen. Manel Cape went to December 19th. Now he's the backup for December 12th. And Askar Askar needs something. I thought maybe Brandon Roy Vow would be an option. That apparently is not the case. I know Roy Vow had the shoulder injury, so... Or you did Roy Royval Benavides made a lot of sense to me, but I mean it's just kind of process of elimination here. If Joe B wants to stick around and still confident he could he could be a world champion, you got to beat an Askar Askarov. That's a tough matchup. I like I like the booking. I was a little surprised by it. I thought maybe Benavides would get a little bit of a step back, but again, we're in a very interesting time right now. We had a chaotic 2020. The UFC roster is just filled with guys and gals there's like 600 fighters on the roster we got to trim some of that fat unfortunately so these are the kinds of matchups that some of these vets are going to have to go through if they want to i hate to say it remain remain employed remain with the name on a locker
3: Man, there there are no steps back for Benavides. Eh? I mean, you're right. He essentially said, "Give me the toughest guy that is not that is free." <laughs> that's it. Uh, someone who who again, if I beat them, sure it'll look good, but who has just so much to gain from 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 taking my name, you know, from adding my name to their resume. Uh, but that's why we love Joe B. You know, I think again, I, I'll always say I think one of the most unappreciated fighters uh, of the last like 10 years, just a perennial contender. Uh, he he all the title shots he's he's got, he's deserved. Frankly, I think there probably could have been maybe one or two more in there. Um, uh, so <laughs> I'm really looking yeah it is it is a great piece of matchmaking so people check your tapes by the way this, this is my favorite. check it. if you have a tweet or something that says you predicted something like Anthony Pettis versus Alex Morano let us know uh, you know please because I, I and I will I will like we will acknowledge you on this show I did not see that one coming but uh yeah I'm not saying any of those matches are really bad and don't, don't love the as Alexis Davis one but
2: yeah did not did not see that coming how dare check- you AK you forgot to check one other tape Oh, one what of the matchups, uh, one of these what exact just, matchups. Stop it! That you called? No, just just w- going on the road that we've been going oh, okay, on. Okay. What am I? What am I forgetting? Casey Kenny versus Dominic Cruz. Oh, right.
3: I gotta stop. So, little uh, at baseball. I I I just scroll through our morning reports because our own uh, Jed Machu, <laughs> our own Jen Michoud does a great job of uh, of compiling the fights that are announced this week. So I'm lazy, and uh, I keep reading. There is no morning report on Saturday, and thus, yes, the Cruz. Uh, a, a big oversight on my part. Yes, Cruz, uh, Casey, Kennedy. Yeah, di- we did not predict
2: that one, Mike. Nobody did. Dang. But I like it a lot.
3: We we were we were two matchups that we were just uh, harping the whole time. Uh, Cruz Sanhagen, of course, and Cruz Edgar. We all thought Cruz Edgar is is fait accompli. This is this fight is it's just it's going to happen. It's just a matter of getting the getting the getting the the the, the date right. You know, whichever date works best for both guys. Instead, taking on a Cruz, taking on a blue chipper. I still think he knows something we don't. I think he. I mean, obviously, every fighter thinks they can win every fight, but I think he sees something in the Casey matchup that he thinks he can that he thinks this will be not an easy win, but definitely a winnable fight for him. I don't know. But I, but I mean, how can you bet against Kenny? Young, love explosive. It. young, explosive up and coming. He's got to be the favorite in this. Match. Well, we'll see. We'll see when the line comes out. There might be one already, but I'm, I'm very interested to see who people see as the favorite in this one. The, the Anyway, betting wise. Anyway,
2: I love how John Anna calls him Mr. October. <laughs> I think that's that. That is a great nickname.
3: It's good. It is a good
2: nickname. For, right. for, um. So the tapes have been checked. Some very interesting matchups. I have a feel. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a, a lot more of these types of matchups over the next several months being booked. Yes. But uh, let's see what the peeps are thinking in terms of booking fights coming out of UFC Vegas 16 AK.
3: Okay, we got a lot to cover here. So I'll I'll fire off some of these quickly. Ilya Taporia, This was uh asking on our site uh, who was next. Asking on through our, our MMA fighting Twitter account uh teddy duchamp at mma jared on twitter he likes ludovic klein that's a name i thought about but i didn't go with it. I'm, I'm sure you thought about it too right but yeah but i booked klein against
2: who the hell did i book him against last week
3: yeah we've we've definitely yeah. discussed klein on multiple occasions I'm trying to remember uh, who it was that's right yeah you mentioned him as recently as last week yeah no you're right <laughs> yeah so probably a reason for for us not to uh, not just toss that out there um, I think I like that after. I think that I like that one for Tapuria after he won his first fight. Now I almost feel like he he should move beyond that, but it's certainly on paper a good matchup. And um, at Jack by the way, people, I'll try to read your ats if uh, they're legible. Otherwise, I'm just gonna say the names: uh, Jack Morris, Levy, uh, Ryan Hall. Always a good choice for anyone. But I like Ilya Tapuria, and I don't want to see him die yet. So. <laughs> I don't know. I also suggested Giga, a little a little Georgia on Georgia action. Uh, no, I, I don't think they, they I don't think any of these. Uh, look, there's a lot of talent coming out of Georgia. At some point, these guys are gonna have to get matched up. Uh, I don't think these two need to get matched up just yet.
2: No, that's two very interesting prospects who have very bright futures coming from the same country. I'm not ready to see that. And by the way, I suggested Bill Algio against uh, uh, Ludovic Klein.
3: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That's right.
2: Here's a question for you, though, Mike. Uh, coming off that t- that tweet, who do you rank higher right now, Giga or uh, or Ilya? I mean, I have I, I would have to put Chikadze up a little higher. I would say Taporia has the higher ceiling, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. Because <sighs> I think I think both guys are. I, I have Jika- I think Chikadze's next fight should be with somebody in the top fifteen. I'm yes. not ready to put Taporia in there just yet, but should they do that? I think he would do very well against a lot of those guys. Um, right now I put Shikadze higher than Taporia, but if I'm banking on the future of one of these guys, it's tough to choose, but Taporia is my guy at this point.
3: I do think Taporia's two wins are against higher competition than jakadze has beaten. P- Perhaps. Yeah. Five and O is hard to five and O in the O C is, is hard to argue Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling you, my rankings, which which do utilize the, of course, always a uh, sketchy MMA math. I do have Topuria a bit higher because he kind of gets a bonus because Jackson beat Beck ditch, so he almost gets like a like the nod over Beckditch just based on, on now he's beaten Jackson, he's kind of taken that steam. So it's weird. I kind of it's it's very difficult for me where to where to rank Tapuria. And, and and you'll see some of the reader suggestions later uh, that the ideas for him are all over the place uh someone which i don't agree with but again based on how he's performed and where you might put him in the rankings i don't know i don't know how to argue against it so uh yeah toporia, a lot a lot of Taporia talk for sure uh jamal hill we got once just from uh casual eve or eve the hardcore casual uh also likes ankolayev so i think there's wait did we say ankolayev for hill we did right oh no i said no. it for delice
2: you, yes you said it for yeah yeah
3: yeah, I don't know. I think Ankalaev has earned a little bit of a higher ranking fighter, though. Again, Jamal Hill, I guess, now is taken Ovin St. Preux' spot, so maybe he jumped over Ankalaev. That's an interesting one. Could you see? Could you, could you see? I don't know if you want it. Could you see that happening? Could you see that being put?
2: Not now, because I think these. If we're looking at guys in the latter half of the top fifteen or just outside of it that you're looking to like sort of invest in, is the future of a division that really needs help. I think both of those guys are probably at the top of the UFC's list right now. So mashing them up right now eliminates one of them from that conversation. So I think it's a little soon for that. I'd like to see the fight and see how it played out, but maybe give maybe another win or two for each guy, probably two wins preferably. And then you match those guys up you know, as they're sniffing the top five or maybe even a win away from fighting for the belt.
3: Yeah, uh even the hardcore casual also suggested uh Shabazzian for Hermanson again like I said that seems to be going around. Uh, not a terrible choice but um uh, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily the automatic pick. Also for uh and then for Vittori, um we had a we had this recommendation from TMC at Smitty Err on Twitter. Robert Whittaker. It hasn't come up I, it's, 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 I, 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 I bring it up because I have not seen a lot of people mention that. Um, but it, it, it's not like a ter- – obviously Whitaker would have – want no part of that uh, if it were up certainly. to him. He's not interested in fighting Vittori. But again, we don't know how things are shaking out with the top of the, the middleweight title picture and what people are, what the middleweights are going to be fighting for uh, You know, six months from now. could be an interim belt in line or something. So a Whitaker-Vittori fight, it's, it's, it's possible. It's certainly not out
2: of the conversation. That fight works under one condition if it's for an interim title. Yeah. And like, and I know we hate interim titles and all that stuff, but we just don't know what's going to happen with Izzy. And Dana White is all in on Adesanya moving up 205 and fighting Yambohovich. We don't know when that fight's going to happen. And I don't have a problem slapping an interim title on a fight like that. Just, I mean, it's still, it's a number one, it's technically it's a number one contender fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But if you put an interim title on the line and you, throw a little extra money at yes. these guys, it makes more sense. You know what yeah, I
3: mean? Most, most importantly, you do Whitaker right. You, you pay him what he, what he deserves. He'll take that Vittori matchup. Yeah,
2: Yeah. this is not a fight night main event kind of a fight. This is not a co-main event for a pay-per-view kind of a fight. This The only way this fight works is if it's headlines or co-headlines of pay-per-view and it's for a title, an interim title
3: fingers crossed possibly in australia or new zealand right that's you know well hopefully they could work that out and again we still think that'd be possible if they did a show like that even even during this pandemic times if they did a show where the card was primary was all i shouldn't even say primarily was all fighters from from the from new zealand and from australia it actually and i would say again don't worry about making it a 10 fight 12 fight card you you go with like eight fights even if it falls down to six fights the important thing would be getting robert whitaker back in front of a live crowd that's really what matters it would be a one fight card and again you have got if you can get like a brad riddell in there and exciting guys like that oh man i mean it's gonna be a good card no matter what so this i mean look inter you're right interim title fight vittori out, out in australia or out in new zealand man that would be you could sell me on that you could sell me on that so i kind of i'm kind of think it's cool that was thrown out there uh at a mighty magic mart martin
2: I don't like this, but he he wants to
3: see to fight
2: Grant Dawson. I saw that suggestion hmm. actually. Um I just I don't think Dawson's going to fight at 45 again anytime soon.
3: Oh right, you said this you've said this multiple times. You have stuck to this on the show multiple times.
2: Yeah, That's I just I, I mean happen. unless you unless you give him like 15 weeks to prepare for a cut to 45, I just don't see a world where Dawson I mean, Dawson's a big dude. He's a huge 45er. Missed weight in his last fight and basically said, "Listen, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna do it." Especially in this time, like I want to fight. Give me short notice fights, but I'm gonna do it at 55. I'd like to see the fight at some point, but we're just we're just not in a position in today's landscape with this pandemic to say, "Hey, Grant, here's a here's a four month training camp." to get ready for Ilya Teporia. I just don't see it happening. I like yeah. the matchup though. I, th- I think that'd be a really good test for both
3: guys. If, if, if Dawson could comfortably make the weight, absolutely. But you're right, I'm fascinated to see how he looks at 155, because he's a killer at 145. Yeah. Dawson is like, I'm, we're talking like future top five guy, title contender at, at 145. 155, hopefully not much of a difference, but you never know. You never know that that 10 pound difference was me. But yeah, always one to watch for sure, Dawson. Uh, I'll run quickly to on these Twitter DMs from uh, Ryan Doherty, uh, uh, Mowgli versus Jacizzi. I like that one. I like that. I'd, I'd like to see, uh, again, two kind of veteran guys, you know, go, do probably a good stand-up battle. Versus who? Uh, Mark Giacchese.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. I like that. Uh, Harry Lipsky wants to see Jamal. And by the way, they have, these guys, of course, uh, who send in, they have a, a long list of uh, matchups. <laughs> they match up everyone in the card. So, guys, sorry. I'm just picking out the best ones here. Uh, Jamal Hill, Paul Craig. We've matched up Craig a bunch of times, of course, coming off that big win now. I'm not against it.
2: I don't I'm mind that it. one. I don't yeah, know big,
3: at all. Big stylistic challenge for Hill, that's for sure. Uh, Aronski, these are all regular regular guys. Thank you, guys, always, of course, for your contributions. Tapuria, man, people really, they're kind of like you, throwing Tapuria up there. Uh, Taporia, Herbert Burns.
2: I think is above him. Wow, whoa! I think Taporia's above him. Dang. Uh, I do, I would like to, I, I mean, honestly, that. here's the thing, if something happens, and I hate to say yeah. this, if something happens between the Cubs Swanson, Daniel Pineda fight... I have no problem slapping Taporia right in there.
3: I I agree, and I think as if you're his management, that's the kind of fight you're eyeing. Um, a fight that you might you're right you might not originally get, but you're eyeing those veteran fights, and if they drop out, this is your chance to very very quickly get a, get a, a known name on there. So yeah, I like that. I agree. Um, Marcus McGahey uh, I I kind of missed this to see you before the show. Uh, collier versus todd duffy that would be interesting <laughs> that would be todd duffy is is a uh, an impressive has an impressive physique i would say is that fair to say it's not bad not bad okay uh, jake collier is a heavyweight um officially again he is a guy who's essentially probably naturally a lightweight he was again made the wise decision to toss weight cutting out the window Uh, and compete at uh, the in the 265 pound range weight class so it would be a contrast uh, when they step into the cage
2: (laughs) i i'd watch that fight that'd be bananas (laughs) and you know it's going to end in like some sort of crazy chaotic what the hell just happened kind of (laughs) way
3: uh so thank you marcus mcgahee for putting that image in our minds and
2: uh new
3: contributor Andrew nally at big nally 23 on twitter thank you for sending in uh, here's two ones. I like. One, I think he's uh, you mentioned this earlier. Right? Uh, Mowgli and Worthy, right? Yep. He's down with that. So, so you've you guys are on the same wavelength there. And I and I agree. Uh, now that I'm, uh, you've mentioned it, he's mentioned that. It, think it's a great matchup. Uh, and one he threw out there, I'm not sure why we didn't consider this one. Uh, say and uh, Yuan Cuchalaba. Ha. Yeah. God, that'd be I wild. I hadn't, thought, I hadn't thought of it. It would be it would be wild, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe that yeah, there'd be some shenanigans it would it, be right up there with the the whole uh and kalaya feud so, something crazy would happen
2: <laughs> I don't think we I don't think he'd be asking his coaches if he wants to submit Iwan Kutilaba because I think those two are just gonna stand in a phone booth and just throw <laughs> hams at each other um tch, God yeah i'm in I'm in for that one
3: uh going to emails Tristan Grenade always sends an email uh he really wants a slow roll Levitt uh uh Mike Davis I, I almost didn't even remember Oh
2: I saw yeah. look, I I thought of him Yeah But then you think about what Mike Davis did to poor Thomas Gifford and you're just like oh gosh you don't Do want to I want see, to that, see? But... I I think Mike. I think it's unfortunate that Mike Davis hasn't fought since then Yeah uh-huh. because he's had a lot of hype behind him and that dude I mean he's got so much power He's a legit prospect. I don't know why he hasn't fought since then. <laughs> um Yeah, that scares me. Well, Justin Grodets
3: throwing it out there. Uh he also likes Vittori Till and he likes uh Brunson for Hermanson, which I think again, I think all that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, our two boys, I, I pause. I got these guys mixed up last time. Uh Chase Steiner and Jacob Best. It is Jacob Best who lives in Australia and it is Chase Steiner who went to high school with uh, Trist Connolly <laughs> so, <right>. I apologize, <laughs> guys. I got you. I got you guys mixed up. Uh, so I'll throw these up quick. He likes Jamal uh, for Jay Steiner. Jamal Hill versus Jimmy Croot. Uh, OSP versus Devin Clark. Levitt versus Jai Herbert. And uh, I think you. Oh, this one I think you'll like. Jake Collier versus Paca Porter
2: Paca. But but Paca but <laughs> Paca and Dontel Mays is the, is already the fight. It is. Yeah. I it's, don't it's, mind it though. Yeah,
3: it, it, and and, and, and actually admitted he 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 picked on Till Mays last week uh, so he but Collier th- those are the kind of fights I think we see for Collier and Parker reporter in the future is them being matched up with each other for sure a lot of Jay Collier talk this week I've, i'm surprised that we did not see this coming in that there would be so much Jay Collier talk
2: um Levitt versus Jai Jai Herbert is that what it was yeah i will say I, I i will i will put the kibosh on that one because Jai Herbert already has a fight booked. Um Oh. I'm not going to say it cuz I haven't oh. I don't have Ooh. I don't have all the i's dotted in okay. the t's crossed. Um I like the t's though. Jai is fighting in February as of right now.
3: Okay, so people stay tuned stay tuned to Mike Hex Twitter feed and MMA fighting. You can see that you could see that story broken uh, on our very site. Uh so that's and then uh, Jacob Best he likes uh, Taporia versus Alex Caceres. Obviously, sort of lit- litmus test matchup. You know, that's kind of what uh, Caceres is around for. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Not not necessarily the sexiest matchup, but I, I don't mind it. Uh, Jamal Hill versus Johnny Walker. Sure. That's fun. Sure. Uh, Mowgli. I actually really like this one. This might be one of my favorite reader. I don't know if it's my favorite, but this uh, is up there. Uh, Mowgli and Jim Miller. Ooh. Yeah. Veterans. Veterans. You know you're getting a professional exciting fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, and I don't mind Jim, it. Jim Miller doesn't say no. Jim Miller doesn't say no. You you throw him Mowgli's name. Jim Miller will fight Jake Collier next week, and uh, this was kind of a wild one too. Levitt and Lando Venata. Who?
2: <laughs> that is Mayhem.
3: I there. I would say it couldn't happen, but again, Venata is in that range where he could be matched up with a veteran. He matched up with a newcomer. You, there's you just there's no surprises with him when it when it, when a Vanada fighter like gets signed. You're kind of like yeah okay that's who he's fighting next. It's there's no real predictions to be made. So just a name I hadn't thought of in a while for some reason. But
2: that sure. that is a that is a dating a girl in college kind of a fight like freshman <laughs> year like the first Explain. week at school where it sounds awesome and there's a future there. <laughs> but it's just not right now. Like there's just there's so many there's so many there's just so oh, many dang, yeah. there's so many other fish in the sea right now that you yeah. need to build that experience up before we get to something like that. And eventually I'd like to get to a world where Jordan wow. Levitt and Lando Venata step into the octagon and make sweet magic together in there and just see and have all this chaos unfold in one magical moment, but it's just not the time. It's just Guys. not the time.
3: You can't see because this is a podcast, but Mike had a look in his eyes. He had almost a uh, a Richard Gere acting moment, if you guys watch (laughs) Richard Gere, where there was a memory like that was that wasn't a uh, that wasn't a hypothetical. That was a he drew upon something there uh, for that story. And he I hope you appreciate that. He just he made himself vulnerable for all of us. The right there. Oh, he's 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 still looking back on it. So there was a memory there. Uh, But uh, yes, I I don't know if we have an official reader pick of the week uh, this week. Mike, there was a lot of good ones. If one stood out to you that you remember, please mention. I know I threw a lot of names out there. But uh, I'll just say uh, you guys, again, are killing it with these reader suggestions. Please, please keep sending them in. Um, Don't know if we have uh, a best of this week. But there was many, many good ones, many worthy candidates. So thank you, readers. Uh, Great stuff.
2: Well done. And uh, your role does not end here. For our great listeners of, of the podcast. If you haven't thrown anything out there yet, you can right now hit us up on the Twitter. He is at Alexander K. Lee. I am at Mike Heck underscore Jr. Join us next week for our second to last matchmaking edition of On to the Next oh, One right. in two thousand and twenty. Yes. And it'll be the last one we do matchmaking wise for around a month or so. But we do have things planned for those weeks that there is no event, so do not worry about that. We have a lot of like fun and interesting things we're going to do, so the, sh- the show will not stop. But next week, it is the aftermath of UFC 256 Flyway title is on the line between Davis and Figueroa and Brandon Moreno in the main event. Tony Ferguson is back against Charles Oliveira in the co-main event. The card is really, really good, AK. I think it's... I think the excitement is starting to percolate a little bit more, but still... This is better than 255, in my opinion, is it not? Yeah, which which, which I still don't think was a bad card. Oh, on paper, I thought it was a great card. Uh,
3: I don't know if it, it, it was the most exciting card, but I thought 255 was good. I saw some people saying, like, oh, uh, you know. It, I, I still think this is that anti-flyweight bias, which drives me to be crazy. Uh, yes, no, this card looks very good. Boy, kind of is Goodness me. I'm, I, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Dos Santos Silgan. So, fingers crossed, uh, we don't have what happened, uh, you know, of course, what happened uh, this past weekend uh, with, with – uh, it's mma you never know uh we could see two or three withdrawals uh hopefully not uh, everyone's healthy and we get we get a full fat uh what looks to be a 13 fights a 12 fights 12 fights 12 fight card
2: maybe. Uh where are we at 13 because we lost and Lee and julian robertson we lost but got. did we add something did something get, i don't know no it's, it's a yeah so th- okay just, just 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 think about this for a second as of right Please. now the second fight on the entire card is Dwight Grant versus Lee Jing Lang. That's crazy. Yes. yes. Uh Yeah. It's sh- okay. Hopefully, nothing happens.
3: Wow. Cubs. Right. The Swanson-Pineda fights next week. Mackenzie Dern's fighting. Okay. It's really good. Like we're gonna. We're gonna. Billy Q ma- versus
2: Gavin Tucker is on the prelims. You know that we're, fight's gonna be wild.
3: We're gonna have some matchmaking to do next oh, week. Oh, right? I'm excited. Yeah, we're gonna have of, There's like enough names on here for like two matchmaking shows. If we're being <laughs> honest, like that's a lot of fighters who win or lose people probably want to know what we think is next for them. So we'll, okay, we'll see. We'll see how we handle it.
2: Yes. I am very much looking forward to this card and I'm very much looking forward to, to talking all about it. Maybe we'll do like a mega show since the last pay-per-view of the year and just match rate for everybody, but we'll okay. see. But until then we are out of time for AK. I am Mike. Keck. Thank you for listening. Remember everybody. Don't take this too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we'll see you right back here next week on on to the next one. The podcast.